Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Radio Show here on POET Radio. I am your host, Black Ice. Also, Brother Messenger is here also as well. And uh, we have another explosive Bible lesson for you tonight, brothers and sisters. Are you following the master or are you following your pastor? Are you following the master or are you following your That's right. Or are you following your pastor? So we want you to definitely share. Share, brothers and sisters. Share that text message that you were sent out. And we're about to go live on Facebook now. Right? We're going live in three, two, <coughs> one. We want to welcome everybody to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And we're here with another blockbuster lesson for you tonight. Yes. Um, the lesson tonight is, are you... Serve, are you serve, Are you following the master, or are you following your pastor? Who say that again? Are you following the master, or are you following your pastor? Now, brothers and sisters, we do want you to understand that um, it should be one and the same. Following your pastor should be following the master. It should be like one and the same, brothers and sisters. But we're going to give you some some information today to see, in essence, if that's what you're actually doing, brothers and sisters. That that's that's what we're going to give you some mess, some information today to see if that's what you're actually doing. If following your master or following your pastor is following the master, then there's some things. It should things, line up. Uh, it should line up. Yeah, it should line up. It should line up, brothers and sisters, but as we're going to see in this particular lesson, brothers and sisters, is that it don't always end up that way. It, 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 just, it just doesn't always end up that way. So we're going to analyze this thing, brothers and sisters, and we're going to uh, put some things out there for you. Put some things uh, out there for you, and you determine yourself. Yeah. Based on the information that we're going to give you today, if you're actually following the master or following your past. And while you're listening, what we're doing is we're sharing this right now because it's going to help and bless some people. So start sharing this this, this video right now. Start sharing it. We're going to go ahead and invite some people on here also as well. Yes. Let me see. There you go. That's what I'm looking for right there. We're going to go ahead and invite some people on here. Uh, okay. So we're going to be starting shortly, brothers and sisters. We're going to be starting shortly. We're going to invite as many people as we can to get this, this message because you need to know, are you following the master 
or are you following your path? That's the deep. That, that's that's man, that's deep. Itself, that's the question, man. That 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 is definitely a question. So please go get your Bible, your pen, your paper, um, and I, I, I feel it feel good. It feels good to be back. Hey, yes, it does, <laughs> man. We uh, yes, sir. I'm married now. I'm married. <laughs> it feels good to be back, brothers yeah. and sisters. Um, back here in Truth Hour Land. Yes, yes, yes. So I want I want to thank all of you all who prayed for me and prayed for my queen and I and our union. Uh, I want to thank all of you all for that, brothers and sisters, and uh, and 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 I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for that. So we're continuing to share this, brothers and sisters, and uh, yeah, we're continuing to share. And, and invite. While, while, while Ice is sharing that, I just want to say something to him. You know what I'm saying? He got so many titles, uh, so many hats that he wore before this one, um, but he has taken on one of the greatest titles that a man could ever take, and that's husband. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the club, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Definitely now our wives. Mm-hmm. can see their husbands leading the family led by God. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Which is very important because not only for your wife, but for our children, um, you know, you making that big step. The husband title is bigger than black ice. That's right. The husband title is bigger than a messenger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a title that comes with God's faith. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I just thank you. I just thank you and your wife, man, for making that happen officially, brother. Yeah. And I'm glad y'all back safe. Hey, let's get it in. Okay, let's get it in, everybody. We're going to go ahead and start this thing off with a prayer. And uh, we're going to definitely um, ask all of you all to uh, to join with us in prayer as we start our lesson today. Go ahead, my brother. Bow heads, humble hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, you said where there are two or more gathered in your name, there you are in the midst, so we want to thank you for your presence. Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, for the union between uh, DeAndre Hawthorne and Toy Ann McCray, you know, the, the Hawthorne family. We want to thank you for them, Father God, for allowing them to go and, and return safely to us, Father God. So we want to thank you for that, Father God. We thank you today, Father God, for every ear that's out there listening right now via Facebook or YouTube, Father God. We pray, Father God, that this message that you have put together, Father God, allow us to teach and speak on, Father God, will uh, edify the people and that you will be glorified by it, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. We thank you for that, and right. that, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get right into our lesson. And as we continue to teach, continue to share and invite also as well, brothers and sisters. So, Messenger, what I want to do right now yeah. is I want to go to the book of Matthew. Okay. So we're going to start this thing in the book of Matthew. That's where I want to start at. And uh, right. we're going to go to the 24th chapter because we want to set this thing up here. This is going to be a very important part of our lesson today because we want you to understand that Satan is not going to come, you know, um, from from the streets, yeah, from the alleys, from from places 
that you would expect him to come, he's going to come from the unexpected place. Yeah. And the most unexpected place that you um, that you don't expect to encounter Satan is in the church, brothers and sisters. So we're going to um, start right there, and that what that's what Jesus wanted to make sure that uh, his disciples and his followers uh, were prepared for. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to prepare you for, brothers and sisters. We want to prepare you for that. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, and start right there in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. And as we set up our YouTube, and we're ready for our YouTube, Five, four, three, two, one. YouTube, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Eyes. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And tonight's lesson is, are you, are you following the master or are you following your pastor? We're going to start this off in Matthew, the 24th chapter. Let's do four and five. Now, again, this whole lesson is based on deception and how Satan uses the church to spread false doctrine. Mm-hmm. Let's read what Jesus said about deception, brothers and sisters. Uh, Matthew 24, 4 and 5. Go ahead, my brother. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So in the church, brothers and sisters, the first thing you hear is, In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you hear that repetitively in the church, brothers and sisters. Yeah. You don't hear it in the club. You don't hear it in the tavern. You don't hear it in the lounges. You don't hear it. You don't hear it in the strip club. So deception ain't going to come from those places, brothers and sisters. Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you. Deception comes from the place where his name is spoken. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the question is, are you following the master or are you following your pastor? Now, there's nothing wrong with your pastor leading and guiding you to Christ, to Jesus. But what we want to show in this lesson is, is that what your pastor is actually doing? So we don't never put all the churches in the same bunch. No. But what we want to do is to give you a few comparisons so that you can know for yourself, brothers and sisters, and know what to look out for so that those who come in Christ, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Christ, won't be deceiving you in his name. Let's go down to verse, uh, did we do five? Yeah, we did. Verse 11. Go ahead. Matthew 24 and 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. So wait a minute. Where do false prophets come from? (laughs) False prophets come from the church, or they come in the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters. We got people right now in the church calling themselves prophets. But what are they prophesying? (laughs) I mean, you can prophesy, but are you a prophet? That's two different things, brothers and sisters. Did God reveal something to you that's not in this book? I haven't seen someone come yet and teach something that's not in this book that came and manifested itself in physical form. We got these people who say, well, the end of the world is going to be 2,000. 
The end of the world is going to be 2010. The end of the world is going to be 2020. Well, all those years have passed, and all those pastors and preachers and prophets, so-called, and ministers who predicted those dates were wrong, brothers and sisters, (laughs) because they were not prophets, brothers and sisters. That's why you got to be careful when you use the name prophet. You can prophesy, but prophesying does not make you a prophet. Jehovah Witnesses predicted that the world was going to end or that Jesus was going to come back in 1914. It didn't happen. Then they came back again and said he's going to come back in 1948. That didn't happen, brothers and sisters. So, again, you got to be careful. Take heed that no man deceive you. Are you following the master or are you following your pastor? Now, let's go to the book of Revelation, the 21st chapter. One of the things that we are taught in many of the churches that we go to is that our loved ones who have died are already up in heaven looking down on us now at the funerals many of the pastors preach it oh they up in heaven with god they 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 got on a white robe they they looking down smiling they they this they that well the question is what does the bible say brothers and sisters god says wait until i come and get you i'll be back at the last day at the last trump, but the pastor says, we ain't waiting on God. We want heaven, and we want it now. Well, let's find out when the first resurrection happens. Let's go ahead. Let's go to Revelation 21. We're going to start at 4. Go ahead. And God shall wipe away all tears. I'm sorry. At Revelation 20. I'm sorry, Sister Key. Revelation 20. And let's start at... Verse 4. Go ahead. Revelations 20 and 4. Go ahead. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus uh-huh. and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads. So wait a minute. There's going to come a time when you're going to be required to have a mark in your forehead or in your right hand. That has not even happened yet, brothers and sisters. So what we're reading now is still yet future. But these things have to come to pass before Jesus even comes back. And at the return of Jesus marks the beginning of something else. Let's continue reading it. Go ahead. Or in their hands. And they live and reign with Christ a thousand years. So wait a minute. When Christ comes back, those who have been killed for him and those who have died in him is going to live and reign with him a thousand years. Is that what you just read? That's what I just read. So wait a minute. If they can't live with him and and reign with him until he comes back, then where's mama at? Where's grandmama at? Where's everybody who has died at? Still in the grave, awaiting the return of Jesus. Now, what is it called, Brother Messenger, when Jesus comes back? Hmm. Read verse 5. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. So wait a minute. There's one group that is resurrected when Jesus comes back, which ain't happened yet. 
And then there's another group who's resurrected a thousand years after the first group of people are resurrected. Mm-hmm. What is it called, Brother Messenger? Finish reading that when the first group of people are resurrected. This is the first resurrection. Have you been taught about the first resurrection in your houses of worship? And that the second resurrection happens a thousand mm-hmm. years after the first resurrection? And that the first resurrection happens at the return mm-hmm. of Christ, of Jesus? Are you following the master, or are you following your pastor? Let's go ahead to the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter. Exodus, the 20th chapter. Now, God says, I don't want you to make any religious images. Mm. Take the crosses from around your neck. Take the crosses off of your pulpit. Take the crosses off the, off of the top of your houses of worship. I don't want no religious symbols. So look at the church that you go to or the house of worship that you go to. Does it bear a cross? Does it bear statues and images, brothers and sisters, religious images or religious symbols? Hmm. Because if it does, then it is in direct violation of this. Let's go ahead and read it. Exodus, the 20th chapter, verse 4. This is directly out of the Ten Commandments. Go ahead, my brother. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thou shalt not make to thee some graven images. Any. Any, right? Any. That... Applies for anything and everything. Don't make no graven images. Go ahead right after that. Don't make any graven uh, images. Or and that is in the earth beneath. Uh Or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord thy God, and a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So, brothers and sisters, where do we get the cross from? Who gave us the cross? It didn't come from God. It didn't come from Jesus. It didn't come from this book called the Bible, brothers and sisters. So, if the cross didn't come from that, where did it come from? On your own time... I want you to Google the Roman Emperor Constantine. Mm-hmm. Constantine and the cross, brothers and sisters. I'm going to read a little bit of this to you. It says, as Constantine and his soldiers approached Rome, they were about to face what is known as the Battle of Milvan Bridge. According to the custom of the time, the... Her species, those who employed um, divination. divination by such means as reading the entrails of the sacrificial animals, were called to give advice. So Constantine's about to go to war. He got these whole, he got these spiritual teachers about to come and advise him. It says the Bible records how the uh, how the king of Babylon had followed the same practice. The king of Babylon. Okay, not the children of Israel. 
it says in the book of Ezekiel, the 21st chapter, it says, For the king of Babylon stood at the parting of the way, at the head of the two ways, to use um, divination, which means spiritual teachers or spiritual guides. Remember, King Pharaoh or Pharaoh had those spiritual teachers too. Herod had those spiritual teachers too, letting them know that that star um, signified that a baby was being born. It says, he made his arrows bright. He consulted with images. He looked in the liver. That's the book of Ezekiel, the 21st chapter. In the case of Constantine, he was told that the gods would not come to his aid, that he would suffer defeat in the battle. But then in a vision or a dream, as he related later, there appeared a cross to him and the words, in this sign, conquer. The next day, October the 28th, 312, he advanced behind a standard portraying a cross. What does this have to do with God? What does this have to do with the Bible? What does this have to do with Jesus? But you wearing a cross today because a Roman emperor by the name of Constantine used this symbol to go to war and to go to battle in. But this is your symbol of God. When the Bible says in the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter, verse 4, don't make any images, any images, either in heaven, on earth, or beneath the earth. Okay? It goes on to say he advanced behind a standard portraying a cross. He was victorious in that battle, defeated his rival, and professed conversion. It is admitted on all sides, however, that Constantine's vision of the cross uh, may not be historically true. The only authority from the story has been gathered by historians of Eusebius. But if Constantine did have such a vision, are we supposed its author was Jesus Christ? Would the Prince of Peace instruct the sun worshiper, which is what Constantine was, emperor to make a military banner embodying the Christ and to, uh, embodying, embodying the cross to conquer and to kill in that sign. And again, no, Jesus would not instruct him to do it because in his word, he had already told him, make no graven images, brothers and sisters. So those who are wearing a cross today, you're wearing the symbol of Constantine, brothers and sisters. You're wearing the symbol of Constantine, have nothing to do with God, have nothing to do with Jesus or Yeshua or this book called the Bible. So let's go ahead and read. So again, are you following the pastor? Are you serving your master? Or are you serving or following the master? Let's go to the book of Amos, the fifth chapter. Amos, the fifth chapter. God says, I don't want you to celebrate the feast of false gods. Now, Another word for feast is festival. Mm -hmm. In some of these churches, the pastor has Easter Sunday service, he has Christmas service, and he has New Year's service, brothers and sisters. Well, again, we can't find Easter as a holy day in this Bible of God. We can't find Christmas in this Bible as a holy day or feast day of God. And the new year that you celebrate, brothers and sisters, on January the 1st, the Bible says that the new year 
starts 14 days before the Passover. Let's go ahead and get some information so that you can get it, so that you can see if you're following the pastor or you're following the master. Amos 5, 21 through 23. Amos 5, 21 through 23. I hate. I despise your feast days. Wait a minute. Who is this talking, Brother Messenger? This is the Lord. This is the Lord talking. <laughs> he said what? Start it over. I hate. Uh-huh. I despise your feast days, and I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though ye offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offering of your fat beasts. Now, what about all the singing that they do in the church, Easter Sunday service and Christmas service? Well, continue, my brother. Take thou away from me the noise of thy song. Whoa, wait a minute. He view all this singing in the choir to celebrate Easter, to celebrate Christmas. He said, take away the what? The noise, the of, thy noise song? of thy song? Are you following the pastor or are you following the master? That's just the question that we're asking. We don't know what they're doing in the church that you go to. So, so if this does not apply, apply to you, then we're not talking about your church. But if this does apply to you, brothers and sisters, you're going to have to take a self-reflection because no one should stand between you and God, and God but Jesus, brothers and sisters. He is our mediator. That's it. He is the bridge, brothers and sisters. Read that again, Brother Messenger. Take thou away from me the noise of thy song. For I will not hear the melody of thy vow, but let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. So, Brother Messenger, when Jesus comes back, when Yeshua comes back, where is he going to judge at first? The church. He's going to judge the church first, brothers and sisters, <laughs> because you are the one that's supposed to be teaching and feeding the sheep. Mm-hmm. People go to church, they pay their money to get fed in the form of tithes, to at least get the truth, and then they walk away with something that's contrary to what's written in this book. Are you following your pastor, or are you following the master? The master. Let's deal with this Christmas celebration. Mm. So Christmas used to be called the Festival of Lights before it was called Christmas. Why is it celebrated on December the 25th? Well, I just celebrate December the 25th. Uh, as my Lord's birthday. Who told you that the Lord was born on December the 25th? We can't find it in this book right here. Well, brothers and sisters, if you go to your Google search engine and you type in the shortest day of the year, okay, the shortest day of the year, you're going to get December the 21st each and every time. Well, what does that have to do with December the 25th? We're going to explain it to you. In every nation, but we let's just do it Egyptology. In Egyptology, they had a god of the darkness called Set. Mm-hmm. And Set had a nephew who was the god of the sun who went by the name of Horus, who had the throne. Well, Set being the god of the darkness which is where you got your term from when the sun goes down, you say the sun is setting. It's setting. Sun set, brothers and sisters. After the god of the darkness set, the Egyptian god of the darkness set. Well, Horus in Egyptology is the god of the sun 
the God that stands between heaven and earth, like the sun in the sky does, is it is in between heaven and earth. Well, what happens to the sun on December the twenty first? Hmm. <laughs> it's the only day of the year when light overpowers I'm sorry, when darkness overpowers the light. So on the shortest day of the year, according to Egyptology, set the god of the darkness killed his nephew, the god of the light or the sun, Horus, on December the 21st, the shortest day of the year. Talk to me, I'm, Brother Messenger. I'm confused. Yes, sir. When you put in your search engine, the shortest day of the year, I thought it was February 28th because it only had 28 days in it. No, that would be the shortest month. That's the shortest month? That would be the shortest month of the year, brothers no. and sisters. But the shortest day Dang. of the year, every year is December the 21st. So now, Horus, according to Egyptology, was born of a virgin. Mm. He was the bright and morning star. He was Savior. He had many of the titles that we attribute to Yeshua or Jesus today, brothers and sisters. Mm. So now... If you know that he had many of the titles that Jesus had, you know that once he was killed, what was going to happen? He was going to be in the grave for three days and three nights and rise on the third day. So here it is. He was killed on December the 21st, put in the grave on December the 22nd. From December the 22nd to 23rd, that's one day. From the 23rd to the 24th, that's two days. From the 24th to the 25th, that's three days. So Horus rose from the grave on December the 25th, brothers and sisters. But why was December the 25th chosen? Because it's an astrological event that happens after the shortest day of the year on December the 21st. The sun starts to ascend in the air, getting higher in height, and the days begin to get longer and longer and longer. So, brothers and sisters, December the 25th, those who worship the sun, sun worshipers like Constantine, gave December the 25th a day of importance because it was the first day after December the 21st that the light of the day started to get longer. So they said, well, this is the birth of the sun god. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that have to do with Jesus? Somebody came from the Roman Catholic Church and placed Jesus' birth on the same day as the rebirth of the sun god, Horus. Are you following your pastor or are you following the master? There is no date of birth in this Bible given to Jesus. But since we're talking about December the 25th, since we're talking about the Christmas celebration, and since the Lord said, I hate your festivals and your feast days, one of the biggest things that they do Around the time of Christmas, as far as decorations, is to do what, Brother Messages? Put a tree up. Put a tree up. Yeah. You got and that. some of these churches actually got trees in them decorated with lights and balls on the tree. Mm-hmm. The balls, which represent planets, and the lights, which represent the constellations in the sky, all sun, moon, and star worship, idol worship, being done in some of these churches. Well, let's see what the Bible has to say about the celebration now known as Christmas and the activities that are done 
commemorating this feast or festival called Christmas. Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, and we're going to start at verse 1. Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, we're going to start at verse 1. Go ahead, my brother. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Mm -hmm. Thus said the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. Let's stop right there. Lord, what do you mean don't learn the way of the heathen? Well, it's something that they do that I don't want you to do because you are a Christian, a son and a daughter of God, so there's some things that they do that I don't want you to do. Read that one more time. Learn not. Thus said the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. Don't do what they do. Go ahead. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. What are the signs of heaven, brothers and sisters? It's shooting stars. It's comets. It's, it's a full moon. It's blood moons. It's super moons. Every time there's an astrological event, they report it on the news. Hmm. Did you guys see the moon today? Go outside, you're only going to see this once in 75 years. There's a comet coming. Look outside, you can see this planet and that planet. They're real fascinated by what they see in the heavens, brothers and sisters. But the Lord said, don't be dismayed at the signs of heaven. That's the creation. I'm the creator. Now, let's find out what the heathen do, what these nations do, that the Lord don't want us to do. Let's go to the next verse. Go ahead. For the customs of the people are vain. So they got a custom that's vain. What is that custom, Brother Messenger? For one cutteth a tree out of the forest oh. and worketh the hands of the workmen with an axe. So we got a tree there. We got a tree there, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. Read it for yourself. What do they do with this tree, Brother Messenger? They deck it with silver and with gold. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Deck is short for decorate, brothers and sisters. Read that again. What do they do with this tree? They deck it with silver and with gold. That's the shiny stuff that you put on your tree, which represents the shiny things that you see in the sky. Are you following your pastor or are you, are you following, following the, the master? Map. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fashion it with nails and with hammers that it move not. So these trees, you put them in your house and you make sure you got a base on it so that it doesn't move. Go ahead. They are upright as the palm tree. Oh, they upright just like the palm tree, brothers and sisters. They upright just like the palm tree. Go ahead. But speak not. Wait a minute. Why would a tree be speaking? Because these trees were idols that the sun worshippers and the pagans worship that they put inside of their home. So you're putting an idol inside of your home, but you call yourself a Christian and a follower of Christ Jesus. You can't be a follower of Christ Jesus and do the things that he commands us not to do. Are you following your pastor or are you, are you following the master? Go ahead. They must need. They must needs be born. They must needs be born because they cannot go. They don't have no legs. They can't walk. So you got to carry these idols everywhere they go. These idols have no power but the power that you give them. That's why you feel good around the time of December the 25th. You go in the living room. You look at that tree. It got all these beautiful shiny lights on them. 
You put these gifts up under them. You look at this idol and you feel good. It only has the power that you give to it like any other idol. Continue, my brother. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither also is it in them to do good. Let's go down to verse 8. What does the Lord call this? But they are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanity. So, brothers and sisters, are you following your pastor or are you following the master? Because you can't be following the master if you celebrating Christmas. If you decorating your home with all these decorations of idol worship, brothers and sisters. Now, it may not mean that to you, but the Lord is telling you not to do it. So before you judge your brother or your sister based on something that you feel like they're not doing, check yourself, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter. The book of Matthew, the 28th chapter. Now, God says that Jesus was in a grave for three days and three nights. We just talked about that. Right, right, right. And that he rose on uh, a Saturday. That's what the Lord says because Saturday... Is the Sabbath day. Now, this is what the book of Matthew says. Now, your pastor teaches you that he rose on a Sunday and that he was killed on a Friday. Right. Is that why we they celebrate Good Friday? They call it Good Friday. Good Friday. Are you following your pastor or are you following your master? Let's read what, the, what, what day the Bible says Jesus was killed on and the day that he rose on. Now, we know that the seventh day of the week on any of your calendars, is Saturday. The first day on your calendar all the way to the left is Sunday. You got three days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. And then in the middle of the week, there's a Wednesday. That's why they call it hump day. And after Wednesday, you got three more days, like you had three more days before it. You got Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go to the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter. Let's find out what day Jesus was killed on, what day uh, he rose on, and let's see if this matches up with what your pastor been teaching you in the church. Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Take heed that no man deceive you. Matthew 28, let's start at verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath. Wait a minute. In the end of the Sabbath, nearing the end of Saturday, because that's the seventh day of the week, go ahead, as it? As it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. So the sun is going down, and Sunday is about to start, but it ain't here yet. The process was happening. The sun was declining. So once that sun went totally down and it got dark, Sunday starts. But Sunday ain't here yet. We still in Saturday. We still in the Sabbath day of the week. Go ahead, my brother. Came Mary Magdalene and, and the other Mary to see the steps. So it's still Saturday. It's getting dark, but it ain't totally dark. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary Magdalene came to see the sepulcher. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's go down, Brother Messenger, about verse 6. 6? Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry, let's go at verse uh, 3. His countenance was like lightning and the remnant of white as snow. So they ran into an angel at the sepulcher. What did the angel say? 
And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here. So they went to the sepulcher on a Saturday. And Jesus was already gone, brothers and sisters. So where did he rose on a Sunday come into play at? And who taught you that, brothers and sisters? So now let's count backwards, brothers and sisters. So Saturday is the first day, okay? Now, I want you to be able to calculate this on your own. Let's go to um, Genesis, the first chapter, verse 5. Well, we want to show you when the day starts so you'll know how to calculate this three days and three nights. Genesis 1 and 5. Go ahead, my brother. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And then what came first, messenger? And the evening. Stop. The evening comes first. What comes after the evening? And the morning were the first day. So evening comes first, and then and morning comes. So a day is from sundown to sundown. So we know that Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother, came to the sepulcher on a Saturday. Right. He was gone. The angel said he already gone. So that's your first day. Because remember, after the day in and sundown comes, it starts a new day. So it says, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Sunday. But Sunday ain't here yet. So we got Saturday, right? Yes. So if Saturday is the first day, uh, or actually the le- or the third day, right? Let's count backwards. What would be the second day? It would be. It would be Friday. Okay. Saturday is the third day. Friday is the second day. The first day he would have been in the grave would have been a what? A Thursday. A Thursday. Okay. So. Means that he would have been killed on. Well, we are gonna get to that in a minute. So here we go, brothers and sisters. We got Saturday. That's your third day. Friday would be your second day. Thursday would have been your first day. But the question is, what comes before Thursday during the day? Thursday night. Because remember, the evening comes first, and then the day comes second. So Thursday night comes before Thursday during the day. So our first night would be Thursday night. Our second night would be Friday night. Our third night would be Saturday night. And remember, the day follows the night. So we got Thursday night, Thursday during the day. Sundown on Thursday starts Friday night. And then after Friday night, it's Friday during the day. And then when the sun goes down on Friday... It starts Saturday night. And after Saturday night, you got Saturday during the day. So if he was put on the grave on a Thursday night, what day was he killed on? Well, let's go to the book of Daniel, the ninth chapter. Mm. Are you following your pastor or are you following the master? Let's go to the book of Daniel and let's see the prophecy of the day that Jesus would be killed on. Daniel, the ninth chapter. Daniel, the ninth chapter, and let's go down real quick for the sake of time. Let's go down to verse 27. Well, let's start at verse 26. We're just going to read a little bit of 26, and then we're going to go to verse 27. Daniel 9 and 26. And after three score and two weeks shall 
Messiah be cut off. So the Messiah is going to be killed. Go ahead. But not for himself. And the people of the prince shall, that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. So, brothers and sisters, so Jesus is going to be killed, not for himself, but for the sins of man. Let's go to Daniel 9 and 27. Go ahead. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And what's going to happen in the middle of the week, Brother Messenger? And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. So stop right there. When Jesus was killed, what ended? Animal sacrifice, brothers and sisters. Remember that verse that says the veil was ripped in twain? Mm-hmm. Well, the veil was the thing that was used to dip and sprinkle the animal's blood on once you kill the animal for sin. But when Jesus came and he died, he replaced the blood of the animal with his own blood. But read the top of that one more time, Daniel 9 and 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And? And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. He was killed, brothers and sisters, on a Wednesday. He was killed on a Wednesday, brothers and sisters, in the middle of the week or in the midst of the week. That's why it's called hump day because it's the middle day of the week. Three days before it, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and three days after it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He was killed on a Wednesday, but they would not allow him to be put in the grave on that day because it was the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Remember, he took the Passover, right, mm-hmm. which was one of God's holy days, one of God's feast days. Go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. He was, took the Passover with his disciples, right, brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. What's the day after the Passover? Leviticus 23, 4, and 5. These are the feasts of the Lord. Uh-huh. Even holy convocations which ye shall proclaim in their season. On the 14th day. In the 14th day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover. That's the Passover. What's the next day after the Passover? Go ahead. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's another holy Sabbath day, brothers and sisters. So they couldn't do the work of the burial on that particular day. Because there was no working on the Lord's feast days or on his Sabbath days. So they had to wait until sundown. And when the sun went down on Wednesday, that started Thursday night. So again, Thursday night is your first night. What follows Thursday night? Thursday morning. What happens on Thursday when the sun goes down? It starts Friday night. What follows Friday night? Friday Friday morning. Mm-hmm. When the sun goes down on Friday, what does that start? Saturday Friday night. Morning. And after Saturday night, what is it? Saturday morning. Those are your three nights and your three days. Are you following your pastor or are you following the master, brothers and sisters? There is no such thing as Good Friday. There is no such thing as Resurrection Sunday, brothers and sisters. This whole thing has been turned upside down, inside out, brothers and sisters. We got to be careful as to what we're being taught and what we are allowing ourselves to be taught. Let's go to the book of Luke, the 22nd chapter, Brother Messenger. Mm -hmm. Now, where in the Bible 
does it mention communion where you take bread and wine every first Sunday? I haven't read that, brothers and sisters. <laughs> where you take this bread and this wine every first Sunday? Where did you get that from? Are you following the master or are you following your pastor? Let's go to the book of Luke, the 22nd chapter. We're going to start at verse 1. Go ahead. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh. So you got the feast of unleavened bread. That's coming. Go ahead. Which is called the Passover. Now, we don't prescribe to that, brothers and sisters, because we're men and women of God. So it says the feast of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover. That ain't from God, brothers and sisters. We want you to know that because we just read on the 14th day is the Passover. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So God called it what it was. What man wants to call it is whatever he wants to call it, but we're going to call it what God called it. So they said the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is called the Passover, God didn't call it that. He called it what it was, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Go ahead, continue. And the chief priests and scribes saw how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas. Wow. Surname Iscarot, being of the number of the twelve. Uh-huh. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains, how he might betray him unto them. Okay. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, Wherewith thou be that we prepare? Now for the second time, brothers and sisters, you know the story. He went, he got a place to do the feast of the Passover with his disciples. He said, this wine is my blood, drink. This bread is my body, eat, brothers and sisters. Now, we're going to go to verse 19 and um, go to verse 19. Go ahead. And he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Now, again, what feast were they honoring at this time, Brother Messenger? The Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Feast of, well, it, 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 it was the Passover. Okay, it, it was the Passover. But I want you to understand, the Passover is done how many times a year, Brother Messenger? It's done once a year. Passover is done once a year. Now, there is an occasion that the Lord will allow um, people to do it a month after if they didn't, if they wasn't there to perform the Passover. We'll read that, or if they wasn't clean during the Passover. We'll read that in another lesson at another time. But the Passover is on the 14th day of the first month at evening. It's not every Sunday, brothers and sisters. So I want you to read this, Brother Messenger. Uh, I want you to go down, and I want you to read this. Uh, I want you to go to, let's do um, 1 
1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Now, we're only talking about the time of the Passover, brothers and sisters, but they do communion every first Sunday of the month, mm. or at least once a month. 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, 23 through 26. 11 chapter 23 to 26. Go ahead. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Mm. After the same manner he also took the cup, when he had supped and sang, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. To, to do ye, this do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of so me. So as often as you keep the Passover, brothers and sisters, which is once a year, the 14th day of the first month at evening, as often as you do this, once a year, at the time of the Passover, do this in remembrance of me. How did your pastor take that to mean that I can do this as often as I want to do it? It's the understanding, brothers and sisters, of these pastors and these preachers or those who call themselves pastors and preachers. we got three more places to go, brothers and sisters, and we're done. Now, God says don't love the world. Mm. Some of the pastors teach that God loves this world and you should gain as much as you can out of this world. It's called prosperity teaching, brothers and sisters. Come on, speak now. There's a lot of pastors who teach prosperity teaching. Oh, get as much as you want outside of this world. This world, God wants you to, he said, I came so that you can have a life and have it more abundantly. So, yeah, so um, sow this seed so that God can pay you back double, triple, and tenfold. <laughs> Boy, you crazy. Let's go to John 3.16. Read this real quick. John 3.16. Go ahead, my brother. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Stop right there. For God so loved what? The world. The. It didn't say this it. one. Why didn't it say, for God so loved this world? It just said, for God so loved the world. Well, what world was he talking about that he loved so much? Because, again, he wasn't talking about this one. Let's go to the book of First uh, John, the second chapter. First John, the second chapter, verses 15 through 17. First John, the second chapter, verses 16, uh, 15 through 17. Go ahead. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Go ahead. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Oh, wait a minute now. So, somebody's been teaching you that God loves this world. It's the understanding and the wisdom behind those who teach, brothers and sisters. So, are you following your pastor or are you following the master? Go ahead. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Okay. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Mm. Little children, it is 
the last time as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come. So, brothers and sisters, the Antichrist shall come, but wait a minute. Go ahead. Finish that. Even now are there many Antichrists. So, even today there are many Antichrists. And what makes one an Antichrist? When you're teaching things that are contrary to the Word of God. So, you are against, which means anti. Anti means against. Christ. So, when you're teaching Christmas, that's Antichrist. When you're teaching Easter, that's anti-Christ. When you're bearing the crosses and the symbols and the emblems on your houses of worship, that's anti-Christ, brothers and sisters. So you've got to be careful because you only follow your pastor if he's leading you to Jesus, if, he lead, if he's leading you to Christ. Let's go, John 12. John, the 12th chapter, uh, three more places. Why is it so important to follow Jesus? Following Jesus leads us to the Father, and being led to the Father is being led to everlasting life. John 12 and 40, I'm sorry, 12 and 26. Thank you, brother. If any man serve me, Uh let him follow me. Oh, wait wait a minute. If you serve in Jesus, you got to be following him. Go ahead. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So let's go down to 44 through 50. John 12, 44 through 50. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. So if you are following the master, you are actually Following the Father, brothers and sisters. Go ahead. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejected me and received not my words have one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. So this Bible, brothers and sisters, is the judge of man. The words in here is the judge of man. So when you read Revelation, the 20th chapter, and it says, and the books were open, and it says, and every man was judged according to the things that were written in the books, according to his works, brothers and sisters. That's why it's so important for you to know what's in this book. How do you know that you're following the master? You got to know what's in this book. And you have to be taught by someone who's teaching you the book. Not just reading one or two verses and closing up the book and then giving you a life lesson or a motivational speech. That has its place, brothers and sisters, but you can't gain salvation from a motivational speech. You gain salvation from the master. The master left his words, brothers and sisters. Hmm. Go ahead, continue, Brother Messenger. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Wait a minute. Let's read verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself. 
But the Father which sent me, mm-hmm. he gave me a commandment. Stop. The Father gave Jesus a commandment, brothers and sisters. He gave Jesus a commandment. Have you ever heard that before? The Father gave Jesus a commandment. Read that one more time and read it through. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Mm. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So Jesus was commanded to speak no words of his own when it came to teaching the people. The words that he spoke were the words that he was commanded to speak. And what he was commanded to speak contained everlasting life. So when he said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, he came to give you the words, brothers and sisters, that contained everlasting life. That if you submitted to the words that he spoke and that he instructed us with, brothers and sisters, that even though we died a physical death, we would be resurrected to a spiritual body and live forever in his kingdom, the one that he preached about that was to come. Alpha. Which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, come. brothers and sisters. Let's, let's get ready to close this thing out, brother messenger. Second Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Second Corinthians, the 11th chapter. We're going to start off at 1 through 4, 2 Corinthians 11, chapter 1 through 4. Be careful, brothers and sisters, of those who are preaching because they just might be preaching a different Jesus from the Jesus in this Bible, a different gospel from the gospel that's in this Bible, a different doctrine from the doctrine that's in this Bible. Are you following your pastor or are you following the master? 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4. Would to God ye come bear with me a little in my father, and indeed bear with me, for I am a jealous for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you to chast to a a chast virgin to Christ. Uh-huh. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So 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 if somebody comes and teaches something that's not in this Bible, but tells you that they are a preacher and a teacher sent by God, let's read about that. Continue. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Uh huh. For if he had, for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus. Oh, there's another Jesus that being that's being preached in some of these churches. It's not the one in this Bible because the one in this Bible wasn't born on December the 25th. The one in this Bible wasn't killed on a Friday. The one in this Bible wasn't rose on a Sunday. So which Jesus are you preaching? Would the real Jesus please stand up? Continue, my brother. Whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. So that's what we're doing. We're bearing with you the things that are written in this book, brothers and sisters, and letting you know that somebody's going to preach to you another Jesus, another gospel, 
another doctrine and another spirit that's not in this book. And the only way you would know the difference is if you know what's written in this book. Let's read verses 13 through 15. What are these people called, Brother Messenger? For such are false apostles, uh-huh. deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is not great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness. You should expect this thing, brothers and sisters. We first started off in Matthew, the 24th chapter, and it said, Take heed that no man deceive you. Many shall come in my name, brothers and sisters. Let's close this thing out. Last verse. Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Be careful of those who use the title pastor, mm. prophet, preacher, minister. Be careful of those who say, God told me to tell you this. God told me to tell you that. Everyone who is teaching, brothers and sisters, is not sent by God. And how can you tell the difference? It has to line up with what's written in this book. Jeremiah 23, 1 through 5. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, said the Lord. Therefore, thus said the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Uh-huh. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, said the Lord. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries whither I have driven them, and will bring them again to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up the shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, said the Lord. Okay. Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will rise unto David a righteous branch. A righteous branch. So we're going to stop right there. Let's go down to verse 21, and then after 21, we'll do 25. Be careful of those who call themselves pastors and preachers and ministers and prophets. Go ahead, my brother. I have not sent these prophets. Whoa, wait a minute. It's people who call themselves prophets that the Lord say, I didn't send them. The same with pastors and preachers and ministers. Go ahead. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my countenance and my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they shall have turned them from their evil ways and from their evil of their doing. Wow. Let's go to verse 25. Go ahead. I have heard what the prophets said. They prophesied lies in my name. Wow. Go ahead. Saying I have dreamed. I have dreamed. The Lord told me to tell you this. The Lord told me to tell you that. Go ahead. Verse 26. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. Let's go to verse 30 and finish out 30 through 32. Mm. Therefore, behold, 
I am against the prophets, said the Lord. I'm against these pastors and these preachers that are teaching things that are not written in this book, but traditions of man that are passed down. I'm against them. Continue. That steal my words, everyone from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, said the Lord, that use their tongues and say, he said. Mm. The Lord told me to tell you this. Go ahead. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, said the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies. Why are you celebrating Christmas? Because that's what the church that you go to do, or that's what was passed down to you. Why are you celebrating Good Friday? Because that's what the church you go to do. Why are you celebrating Easter Sunday? Because that's what the church you go to do. Read that one line again, Brother Messenger. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, said the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not. I didn't send these pastors and these preachers that got crosses and telling you to wear crosses when I told you don't make no images. Go ahead, continue. I sent them not. Nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, said the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, the reason why many of the churches or the people who go to the church can't get out of some of the conditions that they're in, brothers and sisters, is because they don't have the power to do so. There's power in the Word of God. But if you're not being taught the Word of God, it's not going to contain power. So you don't know how to get out of your depression. You don't know how to get out of that loss that you've been suffering with and that you've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. The pastors and the preacher is telling you, oh, things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. No, brothers and sisters, this book says that things are going to get worse. We got to prepare our people for what's about to go down and what's about to happen. You're going to see the murder rate increase. You're going to see things that will happen that are things that you've never heard of or seen of before. Things are going to get worse, brothers and sisters. Look at these volcanoes right now. Erupting. Now, I had, let me tell you something about this volcano. Now, when you look at a volcano, it's surrounded by what? It's in it's encased mm-hmm. in dirt and, and, and mud. Uh-huh. But it's encased in the same thing that once it erupts, they can't stop. It. That's right. How is that possible? That's the hand of God. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? It's contained in the very same thing that if it erupts, it destroys. Brothers and sisters, everything that happens in your life, there's going to be volcanoes that erupt in your life. There's going to be hurricanes in your life. God is allowing you to suffer for his glorification, for your edification. Sometimes you will cause your own self to suffer by way of the decisions that you have made in your life. Other times you will suffer, brothers and sisters, because God is trying to prepare you to do a job for him. And he has to take you through something first in order for you to be prepared and qualified to to do the job that he wants you to do for him. So the question is, are you following 
your pastor, or are you following the master, brothers and sisters? Call in right now. We're going to go ahead and close out our show. Call in right now. We want to hear what you thought about tonight's show. I'm asking my brothers and sisters from Team Truth Hour to get ready to call into the show. And um, we want to know your thoughts on tonight's lesson, brothers and sisters. I am so glad to be back here um, on with my Truth Hour family. Um, so we're going to go ahead and close out with a prayer, brothers and sisters. And um, I'm going to put the number back up here so you can call into the show. But I want to thank God for tonight's lesson. Absolutely. The purpose of tonight's lesson was not to bash anybody or to bash any church. It was to put up a mirror for you to do a self-check and a self-reflecting, brothers and sisters, to see if you are actually following the master or if you're following something different, brothers and sisters. Put no man before God. This is not a popularity contest. I don't care how much you like your pastor or your minister, how long you've been at the church that you've been going to. If it doesn't line up with what's written in this book, brothers and sisters, our motto on this show is, if you You cannot read read it, don't believe it. Let's close out with a prayer, Brother Minister. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, yet again we come to say thank you. We thank you, Father God, for the word that has went forth, Father God. We we pray, Father God, over those ears that received it, Father God. We Father God, we pray, Father God, that it will cause people to to to, to challenge, Father God, uh, what they are being taught, Father God, to and to personally see if it lines up with, with, with what's in your word, Father God. Because our purpose, Father God, is to educate, Father God, so that they will also receive the benefit of salvation, Father God, eternal life, Father God. Not to condemn, not to hurt, not to bash, but we thank you, Father God, that you allowed us to speak the truth, Father God, simply by reading your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray everybody was edified and that you were glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. With that being said, you too. Peace out. Tune in next week, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are also on Facebook Live. If you want to be added to our text message invite list, that means that you get a text message right before we get go live to give you a reminder. Text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. Peace, Peace and blessings. Peace. All right. So let's go ahead and let's go to the phone lines, brothers and sisters and see if we can get some folks on to uh, tell, us what they thought tell us what they thought about today's show. Let's see. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Uh, Chicago, you're out there. Chicago, state your name, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show, Chicago. Good evening, brother. This is Mary Mustafa. Good evening, hey, Sister Mary Mustafa. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you guys doing? Doing phenomenal. Great. Uh, In your message tonight, something came to mind. As I was growing up as a kid down in New Orleans, when the sun would go down every day and you would pass the people on the street, they always greeted you with good evening. 
and as a certain time at night, they you will pass them. They would tell you good night. And I haven't thought about that in years. But since I've been here up north, they don't do things like that. And I think it's uh, the manner that we was raised. And it's only my personal opinion, but I think Christianity or the believing in God is most stronger in the South and a little bit more truthful in the South that I have found it up here up north. And I would encourage all the listeners, if you don't know about Constantine and what happened to Constantine Constantine in his with his visions and what have you, I would advise you Google it and see what happened to Constantine. Mm, absolutely. And you know, Everything is based on research, and I'm glad that you said that. We just can't re- rely on what we've been taught, you know, in the past. We just, we just can't. This is it's too much at stake <laughs> just to say, oh, okay, my mama taught me that, so okay, cool. Well, our parents had limited information, brothers and sisters. Exactly. So we, every generation, is supposed to be smarter because we have more access to more information. So I am so glad that you brought that out, uh, Sister Mary Mustafa, my godmother, y'all on the line. Um, I appreciate you, and I love you, and thank you so much. And I love you more, babe. Okay. I'll see you Washington Washington tuning in. I'm glad you uh, looking at the show. You could call me. You know, hey, talk to you. Oh, I would call you. Make not sure not you, get my, you get my telephone number from Black Ice, and you can call me anytime. Because uh, this morning I made a request to meet you in person. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And she said she, she didn't know you was a poet either. Oh, oh, okay. Well, absolutely. He just had a live well, interview before this show. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we I'll, I'll share that with you too. But thank you okay. so much for the North Carolina on the call. That was my godmother, Mary Mustafa, calling in. Uh, let's go to North Carolina. You're out there on the phone lines. Welcome to the Bible Show Truth Hour. What's going on, North- there? Hey, hey, how you, how you doing? doing? All right. It's good. Uh, well, I would say that you guys uh, are wrong on some things. Okay. Um, you guys need to uh, read a little bit more in the in the scripture here. Okay. And uh, you know, you guys talk about you know the pastors and and all that. That's Right there, you guys, you messed up with that as well because God says he will give you pastors after your own hearts. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we know that pastors are not God. We know who we serve. We serve a true and living God. And um, we know that our God came in the form of man. Um, he dwelt among us. He, he told us by the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. But the Bible says, how shall they know? Unless there is a preacher. And the scripture tells us that, you know, the preacher, you know, is the pastor, the elder, uh, the, the leader. Not not saying that he's God, 
He's Derek. Well, 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 let, well, let me ask you this because I want to I want to get to this intersection while you're here. We are not in disagreement with what you're saying, but in addition to what you're saying, the Bible also speaks about those who will come and teach in error. Do you agree that the Bible does speak on that? That there would be people who come in the name of Jesus and deceive many. Do you agree that that's in the book? Well, there's a lot of people that's out here preaching false teaching. And, right. Uh, so, preaching so, so, so that's all that we are addressing. Only those who are preaching and teaching false teaching. That's not every pastor. And we said that. And we said that in the lesson. So I think that what happens sometimes is that when you hear one thing that turns you off, you kind of go on, and I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just talking about us as human beings. When we hear one thing that we don't agree with, and I don't know if you were on the on the lesson with us from the beginning of the lesson to the end, and if not, you know, we have it recorded on YouTube and on Facebook Live. But we always give provision that this does not apply to every preacher. It does not apply to every pastor. And we also said that the way that you would know and the way that you would be able to tell the difference is if what your pastor or preacher is teaching is backed up, confirmed, and verified with what's written in the Bible. Right. So oh. maybe you maybe you missed that portion of the show, but we understand what you're saying. We, and we, and we agree with you. We don't disagree with you, right? Yeah, we we agree with you. All right. Well, because you know, I, I I hear a lot of people talk and they try to bash pastors and preachers. Uh, that's that's not what we're here to do. We're here to yeah, 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 but that's not what we were, that's, that's says, not what we were doing at all. Yeah. No. We our, we um those pastors. Chapter 4, verse 11, God gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers. And um, it, what are they there for? The scripture tells us that they're for the perfecting of the saints, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we all come into unity of one faith, of the one faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of statue of a fullness. Of Christ, we are here to lead people to Christ. We're here to lead people to the one and only and true God. You know, I, I would say that we should have talked about more about Christ and lead people to Christ, so they can find Christ and they may change their life, that they may see Christ. And yes, see, and that's no, and, and that's yes, and, yes. and my and my dear brother, that's exactly what we spoke about on the show. Right. Yeah, and, there's um, a time. There's mm-hmm. a time when you know you have to lead them and warn them uh, of, of of beware of those false prophets and and, and 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 beware of those guys. But most of all, the word of God, right there, it will show itself of who's out there and who's not if it don't line up to Scripture, and That's right. and if it don't if it don't line up to the Holy Spirit as well. You know, yeah, the, and, Holy but, Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the witness of what we read every day. The Holy Ghost brings life to what we read. And, it, and so it and seems what, like, so, so, so it seems yeah. like, my brother, that we're yeah. we're oh, saying the same, same thing. thing. 
Right. I yeah, was just okay. to say we I, I, we, we I saying the same thing. I think you just I, missed. I think you just missed a portion of the show when we uh, gave exactly what, what what we were addressing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you missed that and you just heard the the end or the tail end of it. Um, and, and that might have threw you off a little bit, but everything that you said is exactly what, what we're saying. So we're in agreement, and we really appreciate your call and your input. Um, we're going to continue to the next caller, uh, not to cut you off or anything, but we want to try to give everybody a chance to speak that want to speak. So God bless you, my brother, and thank you for calling in. Yep. Okay. Let's go ahead and go to Chicago. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago. And uh, hey, I, Ambassador, this is Joanne. How y'all doing? Hey, Joanne. Hey. Lady Joe. Yes, yes. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get um, all of the show, but I got the gist of uh, what uh, you all were talking about. And it seems uh, like what happens is is that people – um, take what benefits them mm-hmm. when they're reading and when they're learning. What what what's ben- what benefits them? Whatever they don't like, they dismiss it, even though it's there. Everything that's written is truth. It was God bred. So, so you get these people also. Um, and your, 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 the subject was, are you listening to the pastor or the master? And where people get led astray is because they don't read and research for themselves. Uh, a lot of people, if you talk to them, well, I'm not going to say a lot. Some people, my pastor said, the deacon said, or this or that person said, uh, I was one of those people until I started reading for myself. And the one scripture that always stood out um, that taught me not to just listen to a man or just believe what my pastor says is, uh, I believe it's Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, study the scriptures for yourself on a daily basis to see if what you are being taught is true. And because a lot of people don't do that, uh, I was uh, they... Uh, fall by the side. I was just uh, listening to um, the man that was on the phone with you guys just previously. Uh, To me, I I don't know if he's a pastor, but he sounds like he is. But um, in my opinion with him, to me, it just seems like he did not have an open mind or wouldn't let his heart be open and teaches on what uh, he feels is beneficial to everyone as opposed to going back. Uh, one of like this, what he probably just teaches out of the New Testament and not out of the Old Testament, and you got to be able to put those stories together to see what led up to what and where we're going and how um, you can change your life. Me, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I try to use that Bible for what it is, and which what it is is a guide for our lives. Right. And that and that's how you have to see it because his whole mind was 
um, you know, teach more about Christ, this, that, and the other. You got to teach it all. You got to read it all. You have to learn it all. But and, good and, job, and, guys. And, and, you know, and thank you so much. You know, the whole thing about it was the whole lesson was about Christ. Right. <laughs> the whole lesson was about Jesus. And the whole lesson was about comparing Jesus to the pastors and the preachers of today. And if the pastors and the preachers, those ones that do teach contrary to what Jesus taught, then you have to go with what Jesus taught versus what they're teaching. Now, there are pastors and preachers that are sent by God, mm-hmm. and then there are pastors and preachers that are not sent by God. But how do you know the difference between the two? By studying this word to show thyself approved. That's it. And in this word, it contains everlasting life. So it behooves you to know what the word is because you, the goal is to live forever. Here's the thing. Our first scripture <coughs> that we stated said, let no man take heed. Take heed. Let no man deceive you. So, who can deceive you? Only a person that comes in the name of Jesus to get you off guard. Because when you are approached by somebody, you're on guard already. But when they say in the name of Jesus, you kind of take your guard down and relax. Because you're thinking... That this is a good person person sent by God to come to benefit you, but it's actually Satan disguised or one of his guys disguised in the name of Jesus coming to steal, kill, and destroy whatever you have. Right. Especially your chance at everlasting life. So it's not an easy thing to hear that Christmas is anti-Christ, that Easter is anti-Christ that bearing the cross and these images and these symbols are anti-Christ. It's not easy to hear that. Especially when you've been doing it and hearing it and wearing it for uh, 30, 40 years, and all of a sudden now somebody coming to tell you, uh, yeah, that's that's not right. So it, it's kind of hard. Because right. I'm telling you, I celebrated Christmas for years. I had crosses. I had everything that I'm reading now. And when we I, when we first started, started doing this lesson. show, we this brother came to the uh, to the show <laughs> so time with a cross. With a cross on my shirt. I said, brother, you got to take that up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So again, we not on this show saying that we have all the answers. We uh, follow the book, everything. No, we're in. We're still trying. We still learning. We as we're teaching, we're being taught. So it's some things that I've been doing in error that I have to fix. Mm-hmm. And that's all and, of us. And that's everybody, and that's daily. But the thing that we can say on this show is that we read what we teach. Again, we read what we teach. So if you have an issue with what we, we're, we're reading, then you got to take that up with God, brothers and sisters. Yeah, it ain't with us. Cause that's right. We haven't said anything of our own. That's right. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in to tonight's show, man. Peace and blessings. We thank y'all. Please continue to share this video and um, invite people to like the page. Yes.
we tried to get up to 1,000 likes on this page. So everybody invite people to like this page, share this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV, and we'll see you back again next week. Next week. Um, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Bible Show Truth Hour. Peace and blessings. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.